0: Hello everyone and welcome to the CircuitPython Weekly for March 4th, 2019. I'm Katni. I'm sponsored by Adafruit to work on CircuitPython. CircuitPython is a version of Python that runs on microcontrollers and it is designed to make it super easy to get started learning programming and electronics. And so we put our effort into making that better and better and expanding support for different types of hardware so that you can make all kinds of projects with it. Every week we get together and talk about what's going on in the community. We talk about CircuitPython and we find out what everyone's up to. This meeting is run in five parts. Uh, The first part is community news where we'll talk about what's going on in the community. The second part is the state of CircuitPython in libraries, where we'll get a look at the CircuitPython project overall, and then we will discuss the state of the core and then the state of the library separately. Um, the third part is hug reports, where we get a chance to call people out for doing great things. The fourth part is status updates, where everyone will take a couple minutes to discuss what they've done over the past week since the last meeting and then talk about what they're going to do over the course of the next week. In the last part we have lovingly dubbed in the weeds, which is where we will have more long form discussions, um, things that are a little bit too long for status updates um, or something that just requires more interaction between people since status updates are more geared towards uh, each person talking about what's going on with them. So that is how the meeting goes. Uh, We will um, start with community news. And for that, I will turn it over to Phil.
1: Hello. Okay. Um, I got to bounce pretty fast after this, but I had a couple minutes, so I want to say hi to everybody. Hello, um, community Hello. news. You probably, yeah, hi. Um, probably noticed HackSpace magazine, volume sixteen is out. There's three um, articles with Circuit Python in it. There's a free PDF. Um, you can see some familiar faces from the community. So, um, in addition to plus wanting all the hug reports that are in this meeting, um, all the folks that usually are in Discord or we see them on Twitter, they also have some articles in the latest HackSpace with Circuit Python. So, congrats for everybody on that. Um on jobs.datafruit.com where people post up their skills or if it's a company or an individual looking for help with something, we have a circuit python help on it. Um we're starting to see those more and more so check that out on um oh, it looks like I put the uh I put the wrong link in uh because I was wrapping up the newsletter. It is not the security best practices cheat sheet, which is a good thing for python. Um I'll put the l- real link in there just right now. Um I was working on the newsletter, which is a giant newsletter this week. Um, and then three events coming up um, PyCon is in May. We'll be giving away with our friend DigiKey a special edition Red Circuit Playground Express. Um, the Circuit Python team will be there in addition to Brent uh, and uh, Melissa Maker. Um, as well so stay high if you're going to be there we'll have a lot of activity on the blog and twitter and discord and more Uh, march 11th if you're in the uk there is a a nicholas entol also uh, goes by that name um Nicholas made Moo uh, along with his community of people that work on probably one of the best easy editors. So if you're in the UK, uh, 11th is like next week. Uh, check that out. And then Kaicon, that's going to be in April. Um, not necessarily CircuitPython related, but we just happen to be a sponsor and uh, we'll probably, um, well, we know some people that are going. And some folks make boards with KiCad that just happen to run CircuitPython. Um, if you know of any other events, there's a lot of stuff going on where people are doing like, uh, python meetups or hardware meetups and it's it's always hard to keep track of everything um, so if you do know of any place where someone's talking about python on hardware which includes raspberry pi MicroPython, CircuitPython, circuit python let us know we'll add it to the newsletter um, every single week and then one thing i'll just add a quick note on, uh, in the notes uh, folks got their pipe portals and already started posting up um, some cool examples, uh, we helped someone on Reddit over the weekend. They got last FM going. Um, someone did their Twitter followers. Another person did um, how many I think, visitors to their uh, visitor center. So um, it's working out pretty good. So thank you everyone who contributed to that over the, the last few weeks, months. And uh, the projects are great. There's a lot of people who can do programming. This is their first entry into hardware and IoT, and they know about JSON and some like web frameworks. So this is neat to see all those folks getting their first taste of So I'll update the the links and stuff and more. And that's all I got. Thanks, Phil. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Bye. All right. So that was community news. Next up, we have the state of CircuitPython and libraries. Um, So the information in the notes is actually incorrect. Um, We have a script that runs that pulls information about um, CircuitPython and the libraries and the script is uh currently not pulling any information about the libraries so the overall information is specific to minus issues is specific to the core um so i am actually going to go ahead and uh skip over the overall because it i'm going to be talking about it again um in the core uh as for a general thing overall we are still working to squash bugs uh and on the road to 4.0 stable um Scott's been out, and so uh, we haven't moved into a release candidate yet, uh, which we will probably be discussing later in the meeting. Um, and but we can look—you can look for that potentially to happen this week or definitely uh, within the next couple weeks. Um, we'll be moving into release candidate phase because the beta is pretty stable. We just have a couple more bugs to get to, um, and that's the plan with that. So let's talk about the core. So uh, this week we had six pull requests merged from three authors. Uh, Nobody knew this week but thank you to our um, authors and to reviewers. Uh, We have 11 open pull requests. I know some of those are um, actually one of them was just closed. Uh, Some of them are long-term pull requests. Others of them are more recent. Um, Feel free to take a look at those if you have the opportunity to uh, test anything uh, that's always super handy for us. We have three issues closed by three people and six opened by five people, which is pretty expected because we are um, seeing the first uh, set of Pi Portals, our new product um, going out. And so everyone is uh, finding new things as they are uh, working on projects with a new product. Uh, There's 151 open issues, and there's a link to all those issues in the notes. So we have the download stats um, by board. Uh, as usual, Circuit Playground Express um, usually is in the lead, uh, Trinket M0 not far behind. Uh, overall for our stable, which is currently uh, 3.1.2, we had 7,511 downloads last week. And for, uh, which is actually up, and for uh, 4.0 beta 2, which is our current unstable, we had 632 downloads, which is also increased um, from usual. And that's not a surprise because of the fact that we have the new products out. So, um, so, uh, and then download stats by language um, is also in the notes. Uh, 3.1.2 is not translated, so it is only downloaded in English. Uh, 4.0 beta 2, uh, German and French are once again um, the two most downloaded languages behind English. And that is the core. So next up is libraries. Um, unfortunately, I do not have any information about how many pull requests were merged, by whom, or who reviewed. Uh, so <laughs> we won't be covering that info. we have 23 open pull requests, which is pretty high, um, and e- which is excellent. It means that we've got a lot of uh, contributions coming in. Um, a good way to get started with CircuitPython is to review library um, PRs. Some of them are as simple as updating text files, um, updating documentation, that sort of thing. And so it's very easy even if you haven't programmed before to go through and potentially review that stuff because it could be something involving typos, um, which regardless of whether you understand the code, um, you may be able to pick up on uh, misspellings and that sort of thing if any of us have missed it. Uh, So feel free to take a look Um, even if you are unsure about whether or not you will understand it, um, you may understand more than you realize. Uh, We had three issues closed by three people and five opened by five people, leaving us with 61 open issues. All of them are listed in the notes as well. And other than that, the notes also include some general information about um, the library repos themselves. Uh, There is a tracking issue on the CircuitPython repo that covers in much more detail than the notes um, everything going on with the CircuitPython library repos. There are a lot of good first issues on that list because there are things that um, as simple as renaming a file, for example. Um, So if you are looking to get started, uh, take a look at that. There's also a guide on using Git and GitHub to contribute to an open source project. So if you're not sure how to use Git or GitHub, take a look at that guide, and we're always willing to help you um, with that so you can find us on Discord with any questions. And that is the libraries. So next up we have hug reports. Hug Reports is a chance to call people out for doing something good. Um, we actually pull this from uh an internal Adafruit uh meeting thing where they also do this and we have adopted it as well. Um it's it's just an opportunity because there's there's everybody's doing great things and it's just great to be able to call people out for that. We will do this in a round robin. I will start as an example, and then we'll go down the list alphabetically. Um, If you're lurking, uh, hopefully I caught that, um, and we'll skip over you. Uh, If I don't, feel free to point out um, in the... Uh, text chat that you are lurking and I will skip over you. Um, So we'll go alphabetically down the list. And then when we get to the bottom, we'll go back to the top and continue on like that. And that is how this will work. So with that, I will get started. Um, I wanted to give a hug report to everyone who stepped in while Scott's been out to test, review, and merge PRs on CircuitPython. The... Number of things being number of bugs being squashed and found and tested and reviewed um, has not slowed down at all, and that's been great to see. Uh, I want to give a hug report to Dan for continuing to squash bugs on the road to 4.0. And I want to give um, a hug report to Roy for helping me out with some code that had been blocking me for a good week and a half. Uh, and we finally got that sorted, and that was excellent. And with that, uh, next up is Lady Ada.
2: Hello, can you hear me? I can. Great. Um, Hug of course to everybody who has been um, helping me test the ESP32 uh, SPI libraries and code and PyPortal. Um, It's very solid. We've got a lot of people doing lots of testing, uh, people who are willing to um, wire up huzzas and such to uh, get it tested. So, it's really good. I'm also seeing, like Phil said, a bunch of people doing PyPortal projects already and and adapting that. So, that's very exciting to see Um, so much testing. Thanks to Sedacious for um, taking on a project with us to add um, multi bit depths for um, bitmap drawing. So, we can do monochrome, 8 bit, 16 bit, and 32 bit bitmaps. Um, That helps because um, I want to do like icons and, and the smaller bitmaps, you know, they do take less space. And so, uh, when you have limited space and you only have a 16-bit uh, display, it doesn't make sense to have 24-bit if you don't need to. So that's awesome. And it's been working uh, really solidly. And Statius will be taking on more things, which is great. Um, thanks also uh, to Melissa for uh, just helping out with uh, issue squashing um, bug reports and and testing stuff. Um, it's just awesome seeing you uh, contribute to the community. And thanks to TG Techie for doing Pi Portal testing as well. I have to go in a few minutes, so I'm going to swoosh in my update at the same time. Um, I've just been doing more PyPortal and graphic stuff. I uh, created a library that's in my Lady Ada GitHub, to not push to Adafruit yet, for shapes. So if you want to draw circles and round rects and rectangles and have different outline fills and colors and stuff, um, check out Display Shapes. It um, does it all uh, using bitmaps right now. and We'll update that to use the Shapes library once I know how to use the Shapes library. Um, and also button, I've created a display button UI element. Um, also in my lady to GitHub, if you want to create uh, buttons that you can press, and they have text um, and outlines and different shapes, and you, know, you have the text centered, and it's all wonderful. I'll add icon buttons soon, um, so people can make uh, basic UI um, elements for uh, uh, you know interactivity. Interactivity, and I'm I'm, I'm making them all look like um, HyperCard buttons. So you're just going to have to live with that. Um, and I have a couple more Pi Portal demos, like soundboards and stuff using the new button elements. Um, I think what else? Oh, I did do uh, one update. Thanks, uh, Phil, for uh, dropping in the HyperCard buttons. Um, Chicago 12 point for the win. Um, one other thing that would be... Sorry, i was remembering what was it that I was testing last night. That would be good for people to try out. Oh, um, I've made an update to display text in my fork. If people want to try it, um, in order to center text and be able to, to create text bounding boxes, um, I've adjusted where the text entry point is. If anybody here is is really excited about drawing text on the display, check out my fork. Um, try out the new version, which lets you center text and create bounding like calculate bounding boxes. So this will let you do like right justified, center justified, and and other text elements because you'll be able to calculate the width of a font a string in the font which is very handy Um, so yeah that's both in text area and in uh, display bitmap font right anyone interested just tag me on uh, discord and I will let you know um, how to try that out but it's it's kind of breaking so I'd like some people to to check it before um, we merge it if that's all good and that's my update I believe Thanks, everybody. Excellent. Thank you. Thank
0: you. All right. Next up uh, for Hug Reports uh, is Maker Melissa.
3: Hi. Okay. Uh, First of all, I want to give a Hug Report to Lady Ada for giving people a heads up on the Pi Portal release. I wanted to give one to Sedacious for getting me a Metro Wing to test with. And a group hug to everyone in general. All
0: right. Thank you. Next up, Mike B.
4: Hi. Um, hello. Hi. Hello, hello. And uh, I wanted to give a big uh, shout out to both uh, Lady Ada and PT. Um, the the Pi Portal is a pretty ambitious project because nothing else. Uh, exist out there like it. I mean, people have pieced some things together, but not a, a block that people can actually get up and going within a few minutes. So I think they've been burning some midnight oil, uh, trying to get things done and, uh, big kudos on them. And then the community for kicking the tires and all this code, because there's, there's a lot of code to make this look really easy. And, uh, I see you all, I get all of the, uh, GitHub notifications um, because I'm an administrator and I see you guys working some really uh, odd hours uh, uh, helping out. So uh, thanks to the community on that.
0: All right. Thank you very much. Next up is Petrofang. Do you have any hug reports this week? Or are you lurking? Okay, excellent. Um, Petrofang is lurking. So next up is Sedacious, who is notes only. Um, There's a hug report to Dan and uh, Lady Ada for reviewing the, the BMP codes, and uh, Summersoft for a huge frequency in PR. And then next up is SummerSoft. All right. Uh, we have a hug report for Sagittac for getting their SAMD Rustwork finished and merged. It's been fun to watch progress on that. To Catney for the Catney on the Spot Adabot merges over the weekend. To Adafruit for getting the PyPortals out to folks. Awesome device. And it looks like people are enjoying it immensely. And a group hug. All right next up is scott
5: hello hello um hello. I, I wanted to drop in i had some time right when the meeting was happening so i thought i would uh come say hi hello. uh i wanted to do a hug report to katney for running the meeting this week i'm sure there's other hug reports i'm missing because i'm way 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 behind on email uh so expect those next week And uh, so in general, just a group hug for everybody being awesome. It's amazing to see such a great turnout at this meeting and hear about all these awesome things happening. So thank you, everybody. I'm excited to jump back into it later this week and really get rolling and and get 4.0 out the door. So thank you, everybody.
0: All right. Excellent. Thanks, Scott. Next up is TG Techie.
6: hello hello um sorry <clears throat> halloween um i it's been i think two weeks since i was last on so i' have a list of people to big give big hugs to um lady Ada and p t for the beta pie portal um tan Newt for helping with well, scott uh for helping with getting me started with um display e o um yourself, Katni, Um, Maker Melissa, Sedacious, Yeshipu, Dan H., I think there's someone else too, if I remember, I'll throw your name in the chat, um, for helping me with, mostly in general, um, but for specifics with uh, a new chip or two, and uh, my Git issues and PRs. It's been a wonderful learning experience, and I'm very grateful to all of you.
0: All right. Excellent. Alright, let me scroll back up to the top of this lengthy list. And next up we have Brent.
7: Hello. Um, Hub Report to Maker Melissa for work on the ESP and Pi Portal. Um, Lady and Marty M for work on the Pi Portal as well. Um, Marty's been helping at a few things on the website of things and it's going to be super handy soon. Uh, Jerry for testing on the Pipe Portal and Wi Fi related issues. He keeps finding them and commenting on all the issues, and it's really helpful. Um, and Sedacious for finding the, a sprite tool. Um, I've been playing at the trial this weekend, and it's really fun to make sprites.
0: All right. Excellent. Thank you. We have a lot of lurkers, which is great. And next up is Dan.
8: Hi, everybody. Um, I want to thank everybody who's um, done a lot of testing, especially when Scott's been out, Sedacious, Summersoft, uh, Jerry, Kevin Walters, who uh, submitted a bug and, and tested my fix, and Lady Ada. And also to Jerry and Maker Melissa for all the Pi Portal testing and the other testing that they've been doing, the SP32 testing. That's really, really helpful. Thanks to Katni and Summersoft for working, doing library stuff, and especially all the meta library stuff, the um, Adabot kind of stuff that keeps track of the library stuff. Uh, thanks to Tandute. I, I finally got a Pi Portal, and I started using it, and the having the REPL in the, on the display was just wonderful, and so I really appreciate that. And thanks to Deshipu, who um, submitted a really nice PR for his new game board, or update. Uh, for it, and uh, that it's very clean, and we've got that in too. So it's great to have more third-party boards with sort of Python support. Okay.
0: All right. Excellent. Thank you. Um, turns out that C Grover is not lurking, uh, but he's text-only. So C Grover, what are your hug reports? All right, group hug to the community and team for amazing work done on PyPortal. The abstraction provided by the PyPortal class makes it so easy. Up and running in less than 10 minutes. Looking forward to enhancements as I have plans. Great. All right, Jason P. um, Has a second to share a hug report. Excellent. Uh, Actually, uh, first is... um, Sorry, I'm getting out of order here because I'm reading the text and not reading the notes. Uh, next up is Deshipu, who is text-only. And uh, there's a hug report. Uh, Deshipu has a hug report for Dan Halbert for the review and merging of the PewPew10 board and everyone for continuing improvement of the world in general and CircuitPython in particular. All right. Next up is Jason P., who uh, typed some text in. Uh to Mad Bodger, Dan H, Lady Ada, Jerry N, and a few others who I am forgetting who helped me get display I.O. going on my poor man's Pi Portal, which is a Metro M4 Express and a TFT. And next up is Jerry.
9: Um yeah, it's a big thank you to everybody who, you know, got that Pi portal out and, and all the stuff that goes with it. It's been it's gonna be a lot of fun and uh great, great new toy and uh and then a thank you to, to deshapu for getting the uh the pew pew stuff into into the mainstream library it's nice nice to have it where you can get at it easily thanks
0: all right excellent and that is hug reports thanks everybody next up is status updates um which uh, status updates is a chance for everyone to talk about what they've been doing for the last week uh, and then talk about what they are going to do over the course of the next week. Um, We'll do this again in a round robin. I will start and we'll go alphabetically down the list. Uh, Take a couple minutes. Let us know what you've been doing. If you're text only, um, go ahead and paste it into the chat. Uh, And if you're lurking, we will will skip over you. this is also an opportunity that if you have any issues with what you're doing, other people can um, possibly offer tips and tricks to uh, help out, um, that sort of thing. Uh, if it's something that turns into a longer discussion, it's probably best saved for In the Weeds, which will be next. Um, and so uh, at that point, we can, um, we can continue discussing it after everyone else gets through their status updates. Um, and with that, I will get started. So last week, um, I finished writing the two drivers for the two boards that, uh, the one I designed and the one I helped design, uh, the VEML7700 and the VCNL4040. So those drivers are both done. Uh finished the Pi portal guide. Um, I finished the code for Noe and Pedro's project over the weekend. Um, and so they have that, uh and hopefully that is uh, working out. And I also completed a driver for the MCP 9600, which I don't have hardware for yet, um, but will potentially have that soon and can get that tested. So this week um, it's Library Monday and uh, potentially get hardware for the MCP to test the driver. Um, I need to make fritzing objects for those two boards um, that I mentioned earlier. Uh, I'm going to be working on updating the Charlieplex guide to work with the Breakout Featherwing and Bonnet, um, with the intention of putting that page into the other guides, uh, so we only have one page to update. Uh, and also, we're going to be um, doing up a Charlieplex Bonnet guide, so I will be writing that as well. Um, and uh, the other thing is. Um, going to be possibly doing a Pi Portal project of some sort, no idea what, uh, but that is on the list. So um, let's see, Lady Ada has already done her updates, so that means next up is Maker Melissa.
3: Hi, uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, I didn't have a, a lot of free time this last week due to moving, but I made some progress on my RA-8875 guide. I fixed some bugs in the RA-8875 library I found as I was working on the guide and those got merged in. Um, I did a few code reviews. I found a bug in CircuitPython that was causing it to crash into safe mode um, due to like some I2C conflict. Uh, based on a ticket that Jerry had submitted. And I got that submitted. And I made some changes to the Featherwing library to avoid those I-score-C conflicts. But I haven't committed the code yet. And I played around with the pipe Portal for a bit. Uh, this coming week, I still won't have a lot of free time. Uh, I plan to actually finish the guide if time allows. Uh, I'm going to do some... More featherwing library changes and commit that code, and I'll work on some new featherwings as time allows, and hopefully I can get the Charlieplex thing in, which might coincide with your um, guide that you're working on. So we'll see how that works out.
0: Sounds good. All right, thanks. Next up, Mike B.
4: Hi. Um, lately, I've not had as much Python time. I mean. Uh, um, if y'all might know that the, uh, newsletter, the Python and microcontrollers, Python and hardware newsletter comes out on Tuesdays. So that makes me very busy on Monday afternoons, uh, moving it from GitHub into WordPress and making it pretty and, and getting a final copy done. So our, uh, illustrious, uh, CircuitPython folks can do a last triple check and then to your inbox, uh promptly on Tuesday. Um, I did, however, um, pry a little bit of time when I got my Pi Portal. I, uh, I loaded it with uh, images from Star Trek, mainly uh, original series, but a couple others thrown in. And uh, I got that going uh, fairly fast. There's one little thing that I'm going to be editing into the fact because my Pi Portal came and it just displayed an all-white screen and uh, that's a really easy fix because um, the shipping folks often, not the Adafruit shipping folks but the, the actual people in trucks tend to jostle these things around and the connector for the display uh, the little tab can pop out and then you think, oh, my board's dead. And I knew my board wasn't dead because it was repelling and doing all the goodness. It just wasn't displaying anything on the screen. So uh, Dan H. helped me uh, see that that little tab was out. I just pushed it in by hand, and it worked great. So I think I posted on Twitter um, me having uh, Star Trek pictures uh, kind of cycle through. Um, I'm excited to do some projects where uh, they're interactive with the touchscreen, and uh, a couple of other display programs. Uh, I hope to get some free time to do those, but uh, probably my Adafruit time is going to be sucked up with uh, special project eight sixty nine, uh, which I'm deep into for uh, for the fruit. So, mm. yeah. Actually, I just randomly number number of things. So there's no actual meaning to 869. Um, Fair enough. I'll be there too. And, uh, and folks who make guides, I'm, I'm, I've got my fingers in those too. So it's all good. And uh, again, uh, thanks everybody for uh, making this a great community. It's a, a hug report in my report, but I think you guys deserve it.
0: Thank you. All right. Next up is Sedacious, who is in the notes. Uh, last week, worked on bitmap, bit depths, mushroom farm data logger and AIO integration. This week, driver work, more IOM, Internet of Mushrooms work. And finally, assembling the new board, Boo USPS. All right. Next up is SummerSoft, who is text only. Last week, uh, Adabot added import checks for renamed uh, micro RE, micro JSON, and micro error number modules. Updated minus V command argument to ensure validate contents is always run first so that bundles that are in work are not included in validator results. Does not run output full results unless explicitly included as a validator. The frequency in PR is in. This week, CircuitPython build tools work on folderizing example files, uh, and AdaBot look into library insights results showing zeros. Uh, and next up is Scott.
5: Hello, everybody. Um, I don't have a whole lot of lot to report. Uh, I'm still very much on vacation, so I haven't really done anything since before Pi Cascades. Uh, Pie Cascades was awesome. I think uh, I had notes from that, so I won't go over it again. Um, but my wedding reception happened this weekend, that all went really well. So that's uh the personal report. Uh we have folks in town for a couple more days, uh through kind of Wednesday and into, into Thursday. So uh you'll see me respond to emails and things, uh basically starting Thursday, or if I have some time maybe today, or uh small chunks of time until about Thursday and Friday. So um Hopefully I'll be ramped right back up uh, coming Monday and we'll do, I'll run the meeting and just get going and we'll get four out the door. So um, sounds like great work, everybody. So thank you again. And I'll uh, talk to you later this week.
0: Congratulations again.
5: Thank you. It went really well. It was awesome. Excellent. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Next up, TG Techie.
6: Okay. So, um, Uh, A lot of little things that I um, did over the past two weeks. Um, The tricorder is unofficially done. Um, It is working, and all the things are doing the things, if they're soldered on. Um, So it's in a functional state, I should say, not done. Um, I have a revision to the motherboard I want to make, but don't need to make. Um, And... I'm going to commit the GUI um, since it is, from all of my testing, stable. Um, although, I might release it as a beta because I, meh, I'm i only one to use software the way I use it. Um, what else? Oh, um, I have another kid at my school. I've hooked him on CircuitPython. He is... Um, like, a fish on a hook loves it over Arduino stuff. Nice. Um, that's been wonderful to see another person loving the same thing. There was more, but I think I've forgotten.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Next up, after I finish scrolling here, is Brent.
6: Hello.
7: Um. Last week, I did a release, and... Did some bug fixes for CircuitPython on Adafruit.io and seeing people use it on Twitter, which is cool. Um, I published a new CircuitPython guide for using your Pi Portal as an IoT data logger uh, with the analog devices ADT7410 that's built into the Pi Portal. Um, this week I'm working on a Pi Portal weather station. It uses a lot of I2C breakouts, it uses the SGP, the VME, and the VML 6075, and an anemometer. Which is a wind speed sensor that like spins around physically, and it uses the analog in ADC that's on the Pi Portal as well. Um, hopefully, it's going to be a reference or an example of using the Display I/O and um, Circuit Python Adafruit I/O libraries together because um, the Pi Portal main class you can do Display I/O with it, but it doesn't. It uses the ESP, so I'm trying to piece them apart. And I'm working on another guide, not CircuitPython related, which is upsetting, but it's okay.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. All right, thanks, Brent. Uh, next up, uh, we have C. Grover. All right, wrapped up the Range Slicer CircuitPython library yesterday, and I'm celebrating the successful completion of my first multi instance class today with coffees and speculas cookies. The class was derived from a synth project that needed to emulate a rotary switch with a potentiometer. It evolved into a general purpose analog value converter that compresses or expands the input value then quantizes it into a collection of precise output slice values. This class detects input value changes and applies selectable hysteresis when slice edge thresholds are reached to eliminate noisy dead zone issues, all without any internal delays in the code. Applications include converting rotary knob position to midi control note or controller note values, analog signal noise processing as well as level detection and display. Have successfully tested up to 6 simultaneous instances of with one of John Park's projects and will be using it as the primary processing algorithm for a new Euro rack module. Next step is to test it with 16 simultaneous instances on the Grand Central M4 express board. I also want to try replacing the linear algorithm Hold on here. The linear algorithm with some nonlinear processes that could be used for things like decibels, dew point, p and pH. I may get distracted by using it to create a NeoPixel strip array color organ with multiple analog inputs and overlapping color zones. No, must finish GitHub documentation first. And there is an image uh, posted in the notes. All right. Uh, we had... Let's see. Um, Charles posted a quick update. Um, Completed the mouthpiece code for my MIDI ocarina. I'm also going to build a mouth organ, too. All right. And next up is Dan.
8: Okay, let me find what I wrote. (laughs) Uh, I fixed a couple of uh, hard bugs last week. There was a bug uh, in PWM out, which was caused it to not work some of the time. It was kind of a race condition internally. Kevin Walters found that and tested it. Thank you. And uh, Lady Ada found or basically uh, narrowed down a bug that had to do with um, just the uh, background task of display, Display.io, up, uh, refreshing, getting hung up, when a uh, soft reload was called for. And so I uh, put in some more checks for that. And that was just merged by Jerry, thank you. Uh, There were a lot of PRs to review. Uh, Some got merged and some are in process still. And this week I'll continue to work on uh, more things to fix for the 4.0 beta and then the RC and final releases. Okay.
0: All right, thank you. So we have someone in the notes um, who's not in the voice chat. Uh, that's Dave Stells, who gave a quick update. Pi Portal alarm clock project is done, guide is written, just putting finishing touches on it and prototyping a case in cardboard, all Circuit Python. It turned out nicely, although faster optimization screen update will make it nicer. And next up is Deshipu, who is text only, I believe. Uh, cleaned up and merged the PewPew Pew 10 code and project. Working on a version of PPU for large conference. Secret for now. Uh, got the PPU working as a USB gamepad. And I finally got the Halloween going and will, deploy, will test display IO. All right. Um, Jason P is still lurking as far as I know. And so next up is Jerry.
9: Hey, trying to find my notes that okay. Um yeah, so I uh, spent a lot of time last week playing with the new pipe portal, having fun uh you know, uh lurking through the or looking through the uh the learning guides and trying out things that, that are that are in there. Uh, lots of great examples coming and lots of fun stuff. They uh most of them work <laughs> little you know, little little things here and there that um are are all part of the learning that's been going on. Um came across an issue with the SPI conflict with the with display I.O. when trying to use the S, an SD card, um, there definitely are some issues going on there that are being, being worked. Um, and it seems to be, maybe, I don't know if there, if it's two, problem, two issues or not, but there's definitely something related to um, the um, SPI when I tried running the touch sensor on a, with a TFT board, the STMP-E610. Um, if the display, display I.O. is configured, it, it, it definitely has a problem. So, Definitely something to work out there.
6: Oops,
9: sorry about that. And um I released the updated um AT control uh, Wi-Fi manager. Sorry about that. Can't really get rid of that one. <laughs> and um let's see what else. Oh, and so yeah, just more of the same next week. Just trying to keep trying things out and uh looking forward to playing more with it with the Pi Portal and with the uh, with display IO in general. All
0: right. Sounds good. Thanks. And that wraps up status updates. Thank you everyone. So lastly we have in the weeds uh, which is an opportunity for more long-form discussion uh, questions you may have um, any sort of thing like that. If you have any in the weeds topics uh, please type them into the text chat that way uh, we know that there are topics um, Or not, and so there's not a lot of dead time waiting around to see if um, anybody has anything to talk about. There is one in the notes uh, posted by Jerry, uh, who said only if time and if considered appropriate, since this is not an Adafruit board. um, I think it's totally fine, Jerry, if you want to go ahead and uh, talk about that.
9: Okay, mostly what I'm hoping is that somebody who's got um, a, a particle board, either a xenon or an argon, could just do a quick test for me to confirm that they see what I see. And what happened was I I, I decided I wanted to try um, using a, a a particle a xenon board with a, a TF two point four inch TFT Featherwing, um, just because I happen to have a little case that fits in nicely, and the argon just just fits nicely in it. Um, my other boards are too too tall with the stacking headers on them. So I hooked it up and it's working great with display IO and all that stuff. And then, I, but I kept finding that um, I was when I would boot it, it would go into safe mode. When I and the way I was powering powering it on and off was using the on-off switch on the Feather Wing. And all that does is grounds the enable pin to turn off the board. And so I posted an issue about it, and Dan suggested maybe there's a little timing delay or difference in the power supply. The problem doesn't occur with a Feather with any of the Adafruit boards at all. So I tried some delays and things like that, and it wasn't getting anywhere. And then I, I took a closer look, put a scope on the signal and noticed that if I ground the enable pin, the voltage on the 3.3 volts only drops to one volt, doesn't go to zero mm. like it does on an Adafruit board, on any other boards. And it's supposed to go to zero. You're supposed to be turn, t- turning off the power regulator when you do that. So. I'm just really puzzled, um, but and i posted a, a, a question out to the Particle IO bo- uh, forums, and I've gotten one sort of comment back. We're waiting for some more information, but again, I'm just curious if somebody else happens to have an argon or a xenon handy, and a, it, you know, if they could just ground the, e, you know, plug it into a USB, get it running, and then ground the EN pin and measure the voltage on 3.3. Tell me what you get.
0: Okay. So. Um, you said you posted that there's an issue on uh, CircuitPython circuit python for it.
9: There is a circuit python issue. Okay. Um, if you could post and, a link and, to it, uh, that would be great. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, it's just like I said I, 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 I looking if anyone else you got know, I posted the schematic there too. It's um you got, I you know I'm a little out of my comfort zone trying to probe this thing, but I'm I'm digging and looking and I, I don't really understand why it why it should be doing what it's doing. So, so and, I think
5: and, I uh, I I think I have seen similar things with uh, the brownout detection detector triggering a safe mode at startup. Right. Um, yeah. And so that's
9: okay. Well, that's the question: is is there is there an issue with the brownout detection? Because I mean, it shouldn't. It's going to three point three volts, but it's starting at one. And 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 if I do that with CircuitPython on the board, it almost always goes into safe mode. If I just if I just plug it in from you know, from nothing connected and plug it in, it, it works fine. But if hmm. I use EN pin to shut it off and let it come back on again, it most of the time goes into safe mode.
5: And so, and that's brown out detector safe mode? It is brown out
9: detector safe mode, yes.
8: So did you look at the rise time on the one Yeah, to three, they're almost
9: identical. They're both uh, like uh, less than 200, I had my scope on 200 microseconds yeah. per, and they were up in less than 200 microseconds. And hmm. putting delays in made absolutely no difference. I couldn't find <laughs> I I tried moving a delay up, I put a 10 millisecond delay in before powering it on, and it it didn't do anything before the check. Um, But the rise times are very similar. Uh, uh, Maker Melissa, you you had a question there about, it doesn't matter if you have a feather ring or not on it. I, I, I tried this on just a bare board with nothing plugged into it, and it does the same thing. So it's got nothing to do with whether it's actually connected to anything else. Again, so again I, I would love to have somebody else just verify that they see it too mm-hmm. but okay. I saw it both on on an argon and a xenon, so I don't think it's you know my setup or anything here right so just curious. um i I'll, I'll keep you posted on
8: if I learn anything
0: okay thanks
8: mm-hmm. yeah, it may be something really weird about the Brano detection circuitry itself on the chip is somehow already triggered at one volt or something like that
9: yeah and i tried to i wanted to see if the rise time if there was some that a double rise where it was going up to a volt and then up but it. yeah so i set my trigger at a half a volt and it never triggered because it never goes down to a half a volt <laughs>
5: okay okay i was considering like in case the power supply bounces or the reset bounces doing some sort of like only trigger the safe moding of um Safe of with the brownout detector. If like the board successfully been on for a particular time, like only if like its monotonic gets to a certain duration to enable it. Yeah, um, so
9: what does the brownout the... Detection actually measure? It measures just the voltage, or is it measuring some chain? You know, that's the question. Uh, you know, because the delta voltage on that case is only one point three volts. Uh, I mean, two point three volts from you know from uh right power on to to stable running, but the but it's, it's definitely getting above the 2.7 threshold. It should be happy with.
8: It could be. Yeah, I know that on the Atmel chips, and I haven't looked on the NRF. The uh, there's a uh, like there's some hysteresis or something. It's like more sophisticated than you might think. So uh, it may be true. The same may be true on the NRF. But it'd be interesting to see what they come back with too. I mean, because the whole idea of shutting it down and it's only a one volt that's kind of an odd yeah i mean i really uh, me bought yeah, it yeah
9: yeah yeah i don't want to use it that way and and, and i don't it shouldn't have anything to do with I, I haven't tried it on a board that has the particle you know bootloader and software on it but it, you it shouldn't it, the board's off so right, regularly is right. supposed to be off so it shouldn't have anything to do yeah, with computer, yeah i don't think <laughs> and All look right. at this you know the schematics nothing jumped out at me on but we'll see thanks
0: Okay. All right. And it looks like, uh, quantum obstruction posted something. We'll see if anyone has any, um, help with that i'm trying to get a jetson tx2 to run your CircuitPython libraries and i'm hoping to get some direction to getting the platform detect libraries to detect my board but i'm having problems any advice would be great attached is an overview picture of our custom circuit that's running four or five adafruit products that fall under your circuit python libraries i'm building this platform on a node.js express server thanks in advance for any advice i don't know um that anyone here is going to have a lot uh a lot of assistance anyone in the meeting anyway um so definitely um good that you posted your question uh hopefully um somebody will be able to respond in the text chat at some point
5: yeah and i would say if there's not an issue i think there might be an issue in the blinka library for tx2 already um so i would if there is an issue on the blinka repo for tx2 support then I would chime in there to collaborate with whoever is doing that. Hopefully it's not you because then there's nobody else. But um, if there is no li- is no issue for TX2 support, please open it and so that other people who want that can collaborate with you on it.
4: Okay. I think that is my issue report that's up.
5: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I thought I, that might be the case.
4: I found a workaround. I just would rather not have to communicate with my TNC uh, over USB serial. I was hoping to just maintain an ITC bus.
5: Yeah. 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 We want to get there. It's just a matter of effort and time and all that. Yeah, so
4: yeah, really, I was actually hoping to like write this myself and then push whatever solutions I come up with to you guys. So I was just right. hoping, uh, I was hoping for some advice on like getting my EEPROM ID, um, for your platform detect and whatnot.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know a ton of details about that, so.
4: Yeah, no problem. I've
5: I've been I've been fighting this
4: for about two weeks now and Okay I, I yeah, I really appreciate it though.
5: Yeah. Well hopefully somebody hears this and, and they know something about it and they can help you out.
4: Oh great. Lady Otta just posted good news coming soon, but it's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Thank you so much, Lady Otta.
9: <laughs>
4: Thank you so much, guys.
0: You're Thanks. welcome. All right. TG Techie, you said you had a question
6: um question uh, i guess kind of about legality of fpj and ip um i remember chatting in, in the discord a little while ago and um it was noted that the biggest challenge of porting a new ar- architecture is the io not the uh Main, co- main code running on a CPU because that's often covered by GCC. Right. I was thinking about FPGAs and how RISC-V is very open source. Yep. Would, could one implement, like, would it be legal from what's known to implement the um, IO register map from, like, the um, at SAM onto a core that runs RISC-V?
5: Uh, well, I'm that, I'm not a lawyer but
8: Yeah I mean those 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 peripherals are so complicated you I'm probably don't sure. want them. Yeah. Yeah, and they probably have uh it would be hard to get it to be exactly the same. So uh I know that there are open source peripherals or I think Maybe maybe Scott told me this, but there are open source versions of various peripherals that have been connected right. to like the RISC-V chips and things like an I2C peripheral or an SPI peripheral. Right. And those are those those would be good for us to target because then they would be portable across a bunch of chips probably. So.
5: Yeah, and I kind of expect us to get to a point where we actually don't want uh, like vendor specific ports. We may actually want to go deeper and have just different peripheral support because I think the NXP chips actually use the same peripherals as the ST ones. So uh, it may be that in the future we actually want to reorganize to be even more generic than we are now. Hmm. Uh, And FPGAs may drive that as well because you could use whatever CPU core you want with the same peripherals uh, and memory bus, for example. Uh, The thing that really I'm waiting for on the FPGA front is just simply USB support, like, it's it's not really interesting until there's USB support available to me.
6: Hmm. Um. Okay. Thank you. A uh, good food for thought.
5: Yeah. Totally.
6: Um. I was also I was looking into it over the weekend because I was last week I was sick. Um. And I know that Linux has a like a device tree driver where right. For embedded systems, where it uses the binary file um, to specify the peripherals, not the chip, right? Um, that seem is that kind of what you're hinting at, or just later down on the pipeline?
5: Well, I think I think that is what um, that is what the FPGA folks I've talked to have been looking at as a way to discover what the SOC actually has on it is is implementing device tree. I think, again, we're we're just – it's not interesting until we have USB. So I think um, all of the FPGA stuff has some really awesome people working on it. And once that gets further along, then we'll come back and, and circle back and figure out how to do it.
8: There, another thing about the device tree is that it kind of assumes the basic way it's used is that there's a fixed set of peripherals for a particular – a fixed peripheral for a fixed set of – pins. So like these pins are only I two C and the oh, whole yeah. way that CircuitPython lets you kind of change pins in midstream or it's dynamic. It doesn't go well with the way device tree works. Hmm. Zephyr has the same problem. Zephyr is using a device tree and I submitted an issue about uh device trees and dynamic pin allocation and it's kind of the same issue. So um you might I I'll, I'll paste it in a minute or two, but that's that's another issue with using device tree.
6: I feel like there's some fun work ahead of us.
8: Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot yeah. other people make a lot of assumptions about how pins are allocated and stuff which because they want to build a toaster or something. If you build a toaster oven, well the pins aren't going to change, but we have a much more flexible system than that. So, you know, the typical of meta computing does not reassign the pins at runtime.
6: Really? Like, even the switch to output kind of thing? Uh,
8: That's simple because it's GPIO. But to say, oh, this is a GPIO pin or this is an I2C pin, they wouldn't necessarily even do that. So, that's a problem. Thank you. So I found, I found and I found the issue here. Oops. Yeah, so I asked about this and there was some discussion, but I haven't pursued it since I asked. Okay.
0: All right. And we have a very late hug report to Jerry N for getting someone working again this morning in the Help with CircuitPython channel. That's from Carter. All right, and with that, I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap up. We're almost to an hour here. Um, This has been the CircuitPython Weekly for March 4th, 2019. Uh, We are here every week in the circuit python voice channel on the adafruit discord server if you are listening to this later and you'd like to join us you can join at adafru.it discord uh, we are in the circuit python text channel all week long so if you miss this meeting but you are around at other times we are definitely around. Um, So if you have any questions, need any help, um, or just want to let us know what you're up to, we are there and happy to listen. And uh, with that, I will say thank you to everyone for participating. This has been an epic meeting. I think it might be a record. Uh, So that's uh, amazing. Thank you so much to everyone who is showing up for the first time. Uh, Thank you to everyone who shows up every time. And we hope to see all of you again next week. Thank you very much.
5: Thank you everybody. Thank you all.